0: What's up, Gumbo listeners? Demetrius Malbro here with another Data Protection Gumbo episode. And this one is titled HCI VDI and Data Protection. Oh, my. And to drop some knowledge for us today, I have Mike Wilson, Principal Architect at NetApp on the show. And Mike currently has worked in a multitude of IT roles in the last 23 years. And he is an avid gamer and he enjoys weightlifting. And that's why they call him the Hulk. So Gumbo listeners, Mike will be sharing tons of details around hyper-converged infrastructure, virtual desktop infrastructure, and also data protection, just to name a few, when we get back from thanking our sponsors gumbo listeners this episode is brought to you in part by os nexus is an industry leader in software-defined storage helping you maximize storage platforms like Ceph and OpenZFS. choose the easy way to manage your storage and reduce cost with less effort go to osnexus.com try now and mention data protection gumbo to get an expanded community edition license now mike how are you today I'm doing great,
1: Demetrius. It's good to be here. Glad for the invite. What do
0: you do for NetApp?
1: So internally, my, my role is a uh, sales acceleration, which kind of is a fancy term for I do training for sales. And we deal with, with basically all the products, though up until recently, we kind of focused on just our, our HCI product. What? Hey, NetApp has an HCI product? Yeah, I know. Um <laughs> But now that uh, things have kind of shifted around a little bit due to all of the things, as I gesture wildly, that are going on, uh, we we have kind of re changed our focus to encompass everything that NetApp does now. And specifically, one of the things that we're kind of working
0: with right now is FlexPod, which is
1: a, a converged
0: offering. So FlexPod. Now, I, I've I've never heard of this FlexPod, but... Maybe if you can just give us a a general rundown of of what FlexPod is, and I guess what what is uh, one thing that it that it solves in a customer's environment.
1: Well, everybody has has heard of HCI. Mm-hmm. The marketing team for for converged and hybrid cloud infrastructure has been has, they've they've worked overtime. Uh, converged infrastructure is basically not quite as simple, though we're we're trying to take that in a direction. Hopefully, at some point where it is, but it, it incorporates a lot of that power. Hyperconverged kind of came about because everybody knew about Converged, and they were using it quite extensively in that because it was so powerful. Uh, it, it took all of the the workloads and that that companies would throw at it and you know, beg for more. The problem was is it, it, was, it required a decent amount of, of management know-how to get it up and running and to keep it running. Mm-hmm. And uh, to, to that end, I mean, FlexPod is, is very, we, there's a number of different versions out there. The, the main one that's currently being sold, though, is I believe with, with Cisco, they're using their compute nodes, their UCS compute, uh, compute nodes, and then using our OnTap storage.
0: storage. Uh, okay.
1: And okay. so, to, you know, if we, if we just kind of pick apart those pieces, every, everybody at least knows of the different, uh, the, each individual product. Where, you know, where FlexPod kind of comes into play is this is kind of like a, uh, a validated architecture. We have, we have taken the components, we've taken all the guesswork out of it, and this, we, we know that this works for these solutions. A lot of what you'll see is like FlexPod in healthcare. Uh, you'll see it in banking, where they just require an immense amount of power and speed and, and performance to, to do what they need to do. And uh they they don't wanna mess around with uh w- with with kind of trying out individual pieces and, and, and figuring out which ones work and which ones don't. They'd rather have something right off that uh that is validated and has been architected by a company and is proven to work.
0: Okay. So yeah, that that sounds very important. So validated architecture. So you so you can actually trust put your trust in, in NetApp since I guess you guys have spent uh, months or you know considerable amount of time, uh, architecting it, making sure all the pieces fit together in in such a way that could give uh, I guess customers more bang for their buck. And it's uh, probably you know it'll save them time also, right? So, uh, so switching gears a, a little bit too as well, Mike is um, one thing that I want to bring up as well, and and I've already spoke about this a little bit earlier on on a few podcast episodes earlier about this, so you know, while there, you know, has always been a contingent of people that try to inherit the year of VDI, virtual desktop infrastructure. Uh, and, and typically for most companies, it, it hasn't been a, a large priority in, until now. You know, how is that changing? And what what do you see, I guess, as the main priority now around VDI? And, and why is that uh, elevating, in your opinion?
1: Right. And and. Yeah, a lot of companies, every, every year you'd, you'd hear, you know, a, a small small contingent of people, as you mentioned, you know, heralding, hey, it's, this is the year of the VDI, this is, this is the year it's going to happen. Uh, and mm. generally, it doesn't kind of pan out that way, mostly because I, I think, in my own opinion, most companies like to, like to hold on and, and see the efficiency of their employees there in the office due to this year with covid happening and everything like that they they don't really have a choice this year things have kind of taken a completely different turn and uh workplace um, you know work from home is is now here i mean it, it was right. it was by necessity mm-hmm. uh, you you had uh, multiple different provinces and, and states in that declaring you know hey we, we you're not allowed to go to work uh, everybody, you know, has to stay in. And so there, there was really no, no choice for a lot of, a lot of different people and, uh, in order to make this work and, and to make it happen, VDI is, is kind of sprung up and, and being able to, uh, to secure those desktops and, and basically separate those from, from any, uh, and run them on, on basically any device is, is a huge, huge factor. I mean, even even now we're seeing a huge shift continually happening uh, to where not just the work from home, but now that uh, now that that option is there, companies are seeing a huge uptick in in productivity and and efficiency in that. And and now we're starting to kind of question, okay, maybe this is something that we can kind of continue doing because it's such uh, it's something that uh, the employees have wanted and and are seeing benefits too.
0: Yes. And and. Cool you mentioned, you know, the WFH movement, work from home. It's, you know, it seems like uh, IT, we always want to put an acronym on something, right? WFH. Hashtag. We, we do love that. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, things are shifting now, right? Um, Zoom, man, they became what an, an overnight success uh, when COVID hit and their numbers and revenues just exploded through the roof. Um, you know, even even the kids over here in my house, you know, they they've been having uh, Zoom meetings and, you know, going going to attending school virtually uh, and on Zoom meetings every day. So, you know, we're, we're teaching our children to to be virtual experts now. And it's once again, like, I like to call it the ready player one world that we're moving into. But see, seeing as things are, are shifting to uh, work from home. And there's a larger load on, on infrastructure and also, you know, more shifting to the cloud where I, I guess in your opinion, should should the focus be on financials there, Mike? Well, the
1: focus is, is always going to be on financials. The, the, the issue and, and where we tend to have to educate a lot of our our customers uh, is, is that we need to make sure that we're we're focusing on the correct financials. Uh, we see and, and I've seen in, in a lot of situations that people are extremely interested and uh, they they pay attention a lot to uh, to the the original CapEx. You mm-hmm. know, how much is this solution cost me upfront? front? Uh, and, and they don't give a whole lot of thought to the to the care and the feeding of the solution after that. You know, what happens if we need to expand it? How, how much do we need to pay in order to continually manage it Uh to go ahead and have it in a colo or, or you know, our own data center here on on prem, mm-hmm. um, all those things kind of come into play, and they they need to be looked at because they they play, they're they're a, an extremely a, an extremely important piece of the, of that of that bottom line.
0: Mm, okay, so let, let's go back to your current role. I guess how how are you trying to kind of help with with the whole narrative around like I think you mentioned that one of your roles is uh, like you deal with the sales teams or you you pro- probably sales enablement from that perspective. Yes. You know what what are you seeing out there right now, um, just in your current role, some things that that you see now. That you didn't see, you know, maybe in your previous role, because I, I know you were doing something different, right?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, my my most recent role before this was technical marketing, where I still I, I did a lot of education, but it was more toward the the end users and the, and the companies that would come and use our products uh, more so than, say, internal. Mm-hmm. So this is my current role is still basically technical marketing in, in a in a manner of speaking just for inside people. So I mean, it, it's not just sales, but it's it's all the different pieces of sales too. Uh, also, we we engage quite a bit with marketing to educate them exactly on what they're trying to create the documents for. We'll go ahead and work with solution architects, sales engineers, and that to uh, to go ahead and learn the new technology, our 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 own technology, and the new things that have come out and that are being presented.
0: Got it. Got it. And. You, you know, I run the Backup and Recovery Professionals LinkedIn group, which has, it's almost 22,000 people now. So I've been having a lot of conversations with uh, backup and storage engineers who are out of work, who've been riffed, you know, who've been laid off due to COVID-19 and also the shifting and changing market because the application is now king, right? So microservices, cloud native, serverless, uh, IT automation, you know, those are things that are now top of mind for CIOs, and data protection and backup and recovery, you know, it's it's been collapsed, you know, into other roles like a system administrator or an IT administrator. So, I, I did a search on Indeed the other day just just to kind of see for grins and giggles, you know, how many backup and storage administrator jobs out there. I really didn't see many, but mostly IT administrators and um, storage administrator jobs popped up. Uh, so I, I thought that that was interesting. What, what advice do you have for any backup and recovery, data protection, storage engineers that are out of work right now? Maybe maybe they are a little disappointed and kind of down and under right now. You know, what advice would you give them uh, at this moment? Well, first off,
1: even though we don't see the specific role still uh, Still being kind of positioned as as its own role anymore, those those duties are extremely important. Um, most, I mean, I, I can't even tell you how many companies that would call up in, in my tenure at Dell. That uh, you know, we, we would go along and, and you know we we screwed this up. You know this and, and okay, do you have backups? No, we don't have backups. And it's like you're you're a multi million dollar company and you don't have backups. You, you know, I mean, casinos and and all sorts of companies—they they're not spending the time and and the uh, the money to go ahead and, uh, and invest in in that kind of role, and they really they should. I mean, we're seeing it with ransomware uh, things that come up, and 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 you know, holding the whole city's hostage. Just as you know, even even something as I don't really want to say simple, but is is like like a disgruntled employee, yeah. the need for someone to have disaster recovery and backup continuity is has never been as high as it is now and it just continues so you know make sure that that that's something that you still stay up with but also kind of go ahead and look at some of the other things that are out there now as as you mentioned there was uh, uh i mean vmworld just happened this week we had uh th- and, and conferences period in, in this in this particular time period have been more difficult mm-hmm. but one of the things that we're, we're still struggling to do is trying to figure out how do we go ahead and do that hallway track uh, you know how do we still go ahead and reach out to people to do you know for that job fair kind of thing where you go out to VMworld and say hey this company is looking for th- this type of role and one of the things that we just did for VMworld was we actually created a discord server uh, it's, it was called Orbital Jigsaw, and, and we had like close to 900 people that that actually signed up for it. And a lot of what we ended up with was
0: hold on, what what what's a Discord server?
1: Discord is is basically a chat service, so kind of like Slack. Ah. Um,
0: okay, got
1: it. Or or something you know forums that sort of thing. But it, it but it's very dynamic. It's generally been used by by Twitch and and uh, other streamers in that and. It, it's just now we're, we're starting to think about repurposing that for other things like conferences and uh, and, and, and the like. And it seems to have worked really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it will do video. It, it will do chat. Uh, we can do both simultaneously. And we actually had a job fair Discord channel inside of there. So we had one section set aside for people that were looking for jobs. And mm. s- so it, it was, you know, okay. we're, we're, we're still seeing I mean, there's there's a need, right? Yeah. And the same thing for we're kind of like trying to circle all back around with this. Never stop learning. You know, go go out and, and learn the new technologies. Don't be you know just stop with just backup and recovery or or disaster recovery or business continuity. Those are extremely important roles. Yeah. Not diminishing those. We need those. Um, but. Find some uh, find another another product that uh, that you're interested in. Go learn it. Uh, there, there's tons of new stuff. I just started uh, started going and learning uh, Terraform.
0: Really? And how's that uh, working out?
1: I'm still in the very beginning stages of it, <laughs> 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 um, but I'm, I'm doing that along with Ansible and and a lot of the things. If you reach out community wide uh, community wise to say like uh, uh, in, in the VMware community, we have VMUG and we have V experts and that. If you do any sort of blogging or any any sort of self promotion, um, you can kind of uh, take advantage of that. And a lot of those they'll they'll offer uh, not for resale licenses or NFR licenses to where you can go ahead and grab the product, play with it, uh, figure it out, go ahead and do some blogging on it, and kind of uh, kind of get your get your name out there. And it, it's all about that self promotion, the the brand that you're that you're creating. And my last three jobs. I got through, through the community. So it's extremely powerful.
0: Mm. Okay. Yeah. I, I was definitely going to make sure that you provided some advice, you know, around skills, you know, what, what type of skills should they be looking at beyond and above just the, you know, backup solution or the backup software that, that they've been working with, because it's, you know, very important to, to branch out into some of these other, you know, skill sets, you know, just as Terraform and A little bit about automation and how REST APIs work and um, also, you know, maybe containers, right? Kubernetes and Docker. And these are the things that are top of mind, as I mentioned earlier, for CIOs. Um, So, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. And uh, also, I guess maybe the next to the last question here and I'll, I'll let you go. But, you know, what do you see, I guess, your role with NetApp heading heading from here on out? You know what? What's what's next on on your plate? Something that, that that you can share. I don't want to get you in trouble here, but just you know something you can share.
1: <laughs> if 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 I had answered this question six months ago, I, I'd be completely wrong from where I am currently. So my my uh my crystal ball, I think, is kind of cracked. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> to, to that end, I mean, things where I kind of want to, you know, the the biggest thing for me at this point is is finding additional technologies that I'm interested in that, that kind of pique my interest because it's, that's one of the things that I, that, uh, you have to watch, especially in in this, in this particular area and field is, is, you know, burnout. I mean, all, all fields have burnout. Uh, you'll, but especially now with everything else going on, burnout seems to be, you know, even higher, uh, depression Mm, seems to be really high. So Mm -hmm. trying to, to, uh, to keep yourself occupied learning new things has all and, and at least for me has always been something that excited me uh, and, and kind of keeps me it keeps me occupied and focused on the right things uh, versus you know everything else that's going on so going forward I'm, I'm hoping that you know the things like terraform and that I mean I'm, I'm, I still love infrastructure um, so that just seemed kind of like a, a perfect fit you know okay. We, we stay with infrastructure, but now let's go ahead and, and do it programmatically so that I don't have to set it up manually every single time. Um, the, the, the time savings involved in that and then I can I can do it once and forget it. So the uh, yeah, that, I'm, I'm hoping for for roles coming up where, where I deal more with Terraform, uh, maybe Ansible. And you know I'm I'm still very much a VMware person and, and and enjoy VMware products, so I'll probably stick around at least for a little a little while longer in there.
0: All right, now you you should try out Puppet Bolt if if you if you're looking at Ansible, you got to look at Puppet Bolt B O L T. So you you know you know I have to throw that plug in there. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> and uh, and I am going to loop back. No, I'm going to text you next week to see if you downloaded it. And then I'm going to quiz you.
1: (laughs) Hey, no, nobody said anything about uh, quizzes and exams on this,
0: uh, this data. This is a recording. (laughs) 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 All right. So, um, moving on. I, I, (laughs) I appreciate that, Mike. Um, yeah, so let's let's roll into the the final closing gumbo question. Th- this is an old one. I I ought to hit you with a uh, a newer a newer question. Yeah, I'll I'll do that. So what if you had an opportunity to travel back in time to address your 16-year-old self? What would you tell your 16-year-old self? Something that you know now that you didn't know then that could possibly change your destiny lord
1: what wouldn't i tell him (laughs) Uh, (laughs) there's so many things i'm not sure if i could pinpoint it down to just a single one i mean one of the things that i'd probably list would have nothing to do with it at all um really so i mean i I started off in it probably at about 12 13 years old Mm, okay and uh so i mean that that never stopped I, i would tell myself to uh to probably learn linux better um come you know as, as i progressed along mm-hmm. i'd probably tell myself to uh, a number of job moves to make first so that uh my my career would would go up a little quicker and, and then of course as far as the physical aspect of everything i'd, I'd tell myself to start working out a lot sooner
0: <laughs> oh come on you you're already like superman yeah the but hulk so i
1: didn't start i didn't actually start working out until 29 um so th- there, there was a large portion of time within there that, uh, uh, that that I did not pay attention as much as I should have to my own my own personal health.
0: <laughs> so you're saying you you you're aspiring to to look more like honored Schwarzenegger? That's that it.
1: would be a goal. Yes, I, I, <laughs> I know that that's probably not a goal of of many of uh, many of the listeners. As as over the years, a lot of people have come up and asked for advice, you know, I don't want to look like Arnold, but, and as you know, it's mm-hmm. like, I understand that some people don't want to, uh, don't want to get that large. Um, yeah. but to me it, it's, it's the, the, the overall symmetry of, of how he looked and, and how everything worked together. Um, regardless of, of the, 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 the scale, the symmetry mm-hmm. is, is, is something that I think we could all, we could all aspire to.
0: Well, nice. Well, I appreciate you appearing on Data Protection Gumbo. Is is there a way that the Gumbo listeners can reach out to you on social media?
1: Oh yeah. So I do blogging at it-muscle.com. Uh, I'm also on Twitter at IT underscore muscle. And uh, I'm pretty much always available. My, I, I'll probably regret saying this, but my DMs are open. Um, so you should mm-hmm. be able to get a hold of me Relatively, anytime you need, if, if for any sort of help, I'm uh, currently putting together a VCP 2020 uh, study guide for vSphere 7, wow. and uh, I've got the first three parts up on my my blog site. And uh, yeah, L- glad okay. to help out any way I can.
0: All right. Well, thank you for appearing on Data Protection Gumbo, Mike. And uh, you have a fantastic week.
1: Thank you, Demetrius, You as well.
0: Thank you for listening to Data Protection Gumbo. Please follow us on Twitter at DPG Podcast and join our Backup and Recovery Professionals LinkedIn group. Just search Backup and Recovery Professionals on LinkedIn and you will find the group. And until next time, Gumbo listeners, have a fantastic week.